What's up, I'm Not Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Good morning, I'm Not Like You. Good morning, darling Esther. Good morning. Good morning. I'm reporting live from my closet, which I have now shared that this is where I record from. And I have a story to share with our listeners before we start with our today's topic. I don't know what it is, so share with me too. Well, so as we have also disclosed before, often we record a few episodes at a time for her editor. And so this is our third of three episodes. And I get tired. Like, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of thinking. And uh, so I need to breathe. I'm like a really big breathwork person. And so I just asked Esther to breathe with me. And first she looked at me like I had six heads. Then she attempted to breathe. And I was like, no, this is not a breath. We're going to have to do some work together on this. And I mean, I wish you could see her face right now. It's so priceless. She's 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 not happy about this. I'm just going to say the whole story and then you can can contest it. And then I made her do a breathing exercise and I could just tell how uncomfortable I made her. Uh I made her Uh consider where her feet were in space, where her legs were in space. I made her contemplate her shoulder blades and the brightness of her chest and her connection of her head to the sky. And my glutes were involved. (laughs) Her glutes are involved. She's basically like, Eileen, what the fuck are we doing? So that was an I'm not like you moment that was not captured on video, but I just needed to share with our audience. Was not captured on video. Eileen did ask me to record and I said no. I didn't know that breathing was a full body exercise. I thought it was just like a breathe to live. Um, but clearly it's not. And maybe you can record like a little five minute breathing special. Well, I should. Well, as we know, I'm doing a meditation teacher training. So I'm learning a tremendous amount of breath work. And in fact, I'm going to start an insight timer channel for those who have the insight timer app to start leading meditations which i am certain you will join my meditations because i think you will be my number one fan i will join you to support you i don't know what that app even is and (laughs) send me the link yeah all right well before i make esther so uncomfortable she tells me she doesn't want my podcast co-host anymore we better jump into today's episode topic which is about people enabling are you a people enabler are you? Is that a question? <laughs> you asking me? I'm not sure. I'm a people pleaser. Are you a people enabler? Well, in fact, as I was preparing for this episode, I did think about them synonymously. Hmm. I do think that there's probably, I don't know if it's synergy between, alignment between, or if they are the same things, but I did consider this actually much more about people pleasing than people enabling. Although the way that it initially came up was about people enabling. I accused Esther of being a people enabler, which you just admitted to really being like. <laughs> I'm not really even sure what a people enabler is. So why well, don't you like call people pleasing? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find that screenshot. Eileen and I were at a lunch, and a friend asked us to take this test, and it was like a personality test. Do you remember? I wish we could reference it properly. Oh, I, of course I remember because I became obsessed with it. Yes. What yep. is it called? Okay. So it was called positive intelligence. Okay. And the test is about what your saboteur type is. So if we're familiar with the concept of self-sabotage, it's not just about self-sabotage. There's different types of self-sabotage you could have. But now say what you were going to say. Well, it kind of tells you like how your strengths can also be your weaknesses type of thing. So I took the test. It was called positive intelligence. So great memory. 
I'll tell you my top three. The first, what out of 10, 8.1 was a pleaser. Mm. Number two, also at 8.1 was a controller. And number three at 6.3 was a hyperachiever. Ooh. You got to find yours, Eileen. I feel like I know all of these things about you. And I agree with all of them. I do want to find mine. So I will. It might take me a minute. Yeah, you find yours. I mean, I think for me, those sounds about right. I don't disagree with any of them from this test. Everyone should go do it. It's called Positive Intelligence. Again, go to the website. It's free. It's a series of questions that gets you to define who you are and what your personality traits are and where you struggle and where you are strong. So Eileen found hers. What do you got? I found mine. And I agree that everybody should take this quiz because it is really enlightening. <laughs> mine are not surprising. My number one was controller. Yeah. My number like two I said, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My number two was hyperachiever. Okay. Well, we have both of those in common. Which makes sense because we both yeah. are hyperachievers. And my number three, which also probably won't be a surprise to you, was restless. Oh, interesting. That is not a surprise at all. But okay, so the, I don't have restless, which makes sense because a lot of times you make decisions or you'll say something to me. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm good. I'm just gonna stay right. I'm not I'm not moving to another country right now. You're out of your mind, <laughs> like I want a house. I live here forever. And you don't have pleaser, which makes sense because we're going to talk about enabling and being a people pleaser. And that's definitely something you do not struggle with. So here we go, guys. This is how we got here. Although not like you. <laughs> not like you. But actually, interestingly, pleaser came up as number four for me. So we should really? we should just so that everybody understands the spectrum of the choices here. Here we go. Controller, hyperachiever, restless, pleaser, stickler, hyper rational, hyper vigilant avoider and victim. And I basically just read those in order for myself. So <laughs> if you want to know mine, my last one was victim, which a thousand percent, I would say. Right. Um, but please are us four for me, which is which is like the top 50 percent, right? Which is interesting. So I guess we all have a little bit of it. And I think if you think about this idea of people pleasing, how does it show up? And I think for you, it's like you want to make people happy. I do. Be, right. Yeah. And I'm so, trying to find like the definition of pleaser by the Oh, here. Indirectly tries to gain acceptance and affection by helping, pleasing, rescuing, or flattering others. Fine. Loses sight <laughs> of own needs and becomes resentful as a result. Oh, oh. That's the where that's the positive judgment. Okay, mm -hmm. but to clarify, this is not like a session about Esther's bad behaviors. <laughs> so like <laughs> Back on track. So now we've given everyone the description of pleaser as if I'm a positive intent. I like because it. Because it does, it does lead you to how you could be an enabler, which is in the description of trying to help others too much and losing sight of your own needs, goals, desires. Yeah. And I'll say like where, I mean, this was a number four for me. So obviously it's definitely still showing up in my life. And I think we talked about this in how you show up. I like so genuinely want to help people through you like do. whatever it is they're dealing with that like that's where my number one controlling can sometimes show up because I'm like, well, here you go. I will prescribe this formula for you. Of And I'm always like trying something like some kind of like healing mechanism or modality, right? Like I listen to a podcast. I'm reading a book. I'm doing a teacher training. Like I went to see a specialist. Like I, I got a whole 
banging tool I feel like there's not the one problem anyone could call you with that you wouldn't have like a little potion. <laughs> exactly. Like, we were just talking about like issues with our <laughs> hair and I'm like, okay, here's what you need. You need like a yeah. massage skeleton. <laughs> I can't help it. Like I literally, it comes from a good place. But like, I think sometimes like I'm trying to help people too much that it's like to make them happy or to whatever that it like backfires because people are like, "Ah, I'm good. Like, chill, girl. No, I think most I I mean, I can only speak for myself, but usually I'm like, oh, that's helpful or I'm not listening. Cool. Thanks. Like you keep trying to send me to that (laughs) special doctor. I'm like, okay, I don't know where the number is. (laughs) I lost the number. Reset, reset it. Chinese medicine. I'm not not going to that doctor. But I do think where you are great at not enabling is like once you've given the advice, if anyone in your life, I'm not talking about myself because you do make exceptions for me, start like spiral on the hamster wheel of the same issue over and over and over again. You kind of, I'm like, I gave you advice. I gave you my suggestion. I have nothing more to say. Like, move on. So so cold. What a bitch. Well, send to voicemail. Lose my number. Well, yeah, I guess maybe, but I mean, it's, it's really a tricky one, right? Like, you want to help people you want, but you like the enabling piece is hard. If you let them spiral too much with you, you become attached to their problems. And like, you want to fix it. That's, You're like, true. that's not my job. Like I'm not here to make you happy. And I think that's where I think it's an interesting topic for discussion because like we often talk on this podcast about creating boundaries and when to say no. And I think if you tend to be a people pleaser, what you have to look out for is like, where you're doing something to make someone else happy, compromising your own happiness in the meanwhile. So we did talk about that in in the boundaries one. And for me, I do get very attached to helping people. Their problems do become my problems. I'm sure that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And I get very invested in the solution. So when the person can't find the solution on their own, I wanna help them get to it. When it doesn't work out, I wanna help come up with a plan B. And that is, if you haven't listened to the boundaries episode, I do think it's worth going back. It's one of our first ones early on, back in the OG INLI OG OG (laughs) episodes. But that is somewhat something that people with a tendency to please others or enable others struggle with. How do you set a boundary that makes you as the pleaser not feel stressed, not feel burdened by the struggles of other people? Mm. Any thoughts? talking the wrong <laughs> I don't know man that wasn't a setup that definitely was not a setup I just was like you looked like maybe you're gonna go for like another point so I didn't want to no I mean like, for me I don't I don't actually feel like I would say 90% of the time I'm not looking to solve this the mm. people who I give my energy to and whoa energy I've used that word so much this week it's like I like stop with that word I've Eileen is putting words into my brain it's like a slow <laughs> creep inside from my brain I'm doing little hand gestures and ever oh my god this wording unrelated but on the topic of slow creep it's my brain I had the weirdest dream that woke me up in the middle of the night and it was that there were spiders on the ceiling oh god and I hated it so much and I woke up and then when I was working out I was like I should google the meaning of spiders and I I thought to myself, this is something Eileen would do. God damn it. Like, why am I Googling my James? But I did. And it said like, bad people are coming for you. <laughs> no. It said like, you're having anxiety or there are like people in your life who are like, I'll tell you. But when I Googled it, I was like, Eileen would Google this. Well, she would want to know why she was dreaming about this. And normally I don't really care. 
Okay, it says in dreams, spiders characterize our fears of what may suddenly materialize in our lives. They represent all the terrifying things that may unexpectedly scuttle out of the shadows. Scuttle out of the shadows. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good description anyway, that but that's how Eileen's getting into my into my psyche. <laughs> psyche. But for the most part, that makes me feel fulfilled. And I'm sure other people who are generally pleasers feel the same way. Like it makes me feel good when people in my life need my help, want my help, want my advice. If I could be helpful, if I could help them check a box, if I could bring them somewhere closer to what they're trying to do. And I don't feel like it drains that much of me. Where there is a line is where someone starts to take advantage. Yeah. And that is when, so like, again, I would say like, I don't know what percentage I just gave, but like 90%, like I'm happy to do it. And it is what makes me generally happy. Genuinely, it's that other lingering 10% where people realize that you're a pleaser and they realize that that's what gives you happiness. And then they start to suck the life out of you. Yeah. And that's when you have to be able to identify that that's happening as a people pleaser. And it's going to be hard at that point because it's going to, you're going to be too far down, but start to remove yourself or start to put some guardrails on how much attention you're giving to something, how much of yourself you're willing to give to someone yeah. or lots of people because you're only one person. That is difficult. Yeah. I guess that would have been the only thing I would have said too is, is like reciprocity is so important in this conversation. Like, are you giving what you're getting? Because I think that where you get, and I'm not saying you you're saying just generally where we get taken advantage of, that's the point where you have to redraw the lines. Although I also kind of think about like when you're finding happiness in others' fulfillment. Uh, no, I think that that's important. And especially you, like I love how you always talk about like my rider dies. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. and I, and I so believe that about you. Like so, so, so believe that about you. And I value that about you. I think that, and the people that love you also, I'm sure do. But I think the idea of being taken advantage of is an important one to like just keep a watch out for and making sure that like, we're doing it for the right reasons. Like, are we valuing their happiness above ours? And is it because we're lacking something that we need to right. fill up, you know, in other ways versus like through someone else's happiness? Like, are we too focused on theirs and not focused enough on our, our own because like our failing relationships or like whatever it might be that's impacting us in that day or that moment or at that time. So I think that's the way that I would think about this one that's good advice it's good advice it is and everyone should go take that self-saboteur quiz well we can put the url in our socials and if you're not following us on our socials then at i'm not like you podcast on instagram or on that tiktok we all know how esther likes her oh, TikTok. TikTok. and obviously this also bleeds into work you know it, when mm. we talk when we're talking right now it's sounding very personal yeah but that's not true these characteristics and these traits are not only about your personal life or your relationships or your relationship with your family. It's how you conduct yourself in all aspects of your life. And what you don't want to do is let any of your strengths, which are also in this case, your weaknesses, mm. um, you right? Like being a people pleaser to me is a strength, but it is also a weakness. Yeah. You don't want it to tip you. And that's, I guess, the point of the self-saboteur version of that, right? Yeah. That's how you're going to get in your own way. 
You don't want that to be an impediment to your success, to your relationships, to getting your own goals at work or in life done. So this is an important thing to think about. And again, this is not about me and me being a people pleaser, but that's generally something that tops most people's lists, including Eileen. She's really, really good at it. You want to please other people. You want to do right by other people. You want people to walk away and feel like you're a good person. You care about them, that you, even at work, we've talked a lot, Eileen and I recently about emotional intelligence. That's all about like, showing people that you care. And all of a sudden that line between like being a people pleaser and wanting people to feel loved, cared for, blurs into like, where do you stop? Yeah. And I think it's like, maybe like a level of mindfulness, right? Around how it's making you feel, even though you don't want to use the word energy, I'll use it all day, every day. Like what gives you energy? What takes your energy? I think while there may be like some complexity and some nuance, like I think also instinctually we know where the lines are and and where to draw the boundaries. So if you do want to take the, I did find it in the assessment, it's positiveintelligence.com. And there's nine ways we self-sabotage that leads you into a cool little assessment quiz. So do it, post your results, share with us. We'd love to hear if you're a people pleaser like us. We'll post ours. Yeah. Yes. If you're a people pleaser like us, (laughs) please let us know. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. All right. (laughs) Well, we will. (laughs) I'll be a people pleaser and close out this episode (laughs) thank you all for listening we will talk to you next friday with another episode of i am not like you thank you for joining us see you then bye